Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. My name is Brian Fanzo, and we got a little fun little episode here. Uh, if you asked me uh, 24 hours ago, this episode was not in the hopper in the content strategy. If you guys listened to episode 98, which is the, the last episode, I kind of previewed what you guys can expect to hear, but uh, don't worry about that. We're going to kind of get into, you know, I, I preach the power of social media. I talk, um, you know, I believe, you know, my favorite thing in life um, is connecting great people with great people to do great things. And I, I, I firmly believe in the world we're living in today. Uh, no matter where you're listening to this podcast episode, it could be, uh, you know, no matter what country you live in, no matter what your job is, no matter what your background is, no matter what your ethnicity is, no matter what your sexual orientation is, no matter what your resume says, we have the ability to connect uh, great people with great people. And sometimes it's connecting with people that you realize quickly you're not aligned with. Sometimes it's people connecting to people to your mentors, connecting people to, to leaders. For me, um, I talk about it a lot here. You know, my, uh, you know, all five of my business partners that have become business partners since becoming an entrepreneur were all discovered via Twitter, like where we connected initially uh, on Twitter. Uh, my girlfriend at the moment is, uh, you know, I met her at a social media event. We both work in this space. Um, so for me, I, I, I preach this. I believe it. Um, and I'm also such a big believer in uh, caring and connecting and, and being human in what we're doing. And, you know, the, the world works in funny ways. And so uh, we all kind of live in this Facebook world. I, I think every, everyone's on Facebook. Um, and so I was uh, on Facebook yesterday afternoon. Uh, actually, it was yesterday evening. I, I'd stopped working around seven or so. I uh, had ordered some pizza, sat down on the couch. Uh, and, you know, it's not like I don't live on Facebook and social media enough all day, every day. Uh, I was, you know, switching through. I was actually watching uh, the unscripted or the unsolved a documentary about uh, Biggie Smalls and Tupac's murders. And uh, I flipped through Facebook and Facebook prompted me and said, um, you know, the typical, hey, these are some people that you might be interested in following. Uh, and usually I kind of scan by, but uh, I saw uh, Troy, uh, who's going to be our guest here. I saw Troy's name and, and his, his picture. And, you know, I tell everybody always the importance of consistency. That also matters. And I immediately was like, wait a second, I know that guy. He, I thought we were already connected somewhere. So I clicked on his profile, remembered that he's speaking at an event um, that I'm speaking at in June called Social Media Week Lima, uh, like Lima Bean. I, uh, we, that's something I've messed up. It's my third year speaking there, and I still call it Lima. Uh, and no, I, I, the first time I thought I was going to Peru, then I realized I wasn't. Um, but we're both speaking at that event um, at, at Social Media Week. So I clicked, you know, add friend on Facebook. And I was like, wait, you know, we should be uh, connected. And then I'll kind of, we'll talk about that. But for me, what I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about is that, you know, we connected, we went back and forth on social. And for me, so much of what I get to do, what I love doing is not only connecting with people, but like putting myself in, in the shoes. And I remembered, I mean, I remember wholeheartedly when certain people followed me, when people, certain people connected me. Um, I also know when certain people kind of ignored me and I understand, you know, my growth uh, in quote unquote overnight success. But um, Troy, First, you know, welcome to the FOMO Fans Podcast. I don't have very many guests. Um, that will be a new trend moving forward. Um, but you are definitely the guest that I've known the least, which is actually kind of exciting. But um, we are Facebook friends officially for less than 24 hours. But um, kind of guess, before we get into your background, we'll get into a little bit of your story. I, I, I clicked in and accepted you on a friend, Facebook friend request. Give me a little bit of what happened there and, and kind of big people into your world, and we'll kind of talk from there. So what's up world, digital world, as I always start off by saying, so low key, I was with my wife, we were on the couch, um, she was watching a, something on her phone from YouTube, and I'm just chilling watching TV, and my phone vibrated, I looked down, and I'm like, no way, get the heck out of here, quit playing, I already started to low key message other people that I, that we have um collaborative friends with colleagues with I'm like hey did, did you tell them to follow me like what's up and then I saw the post that you said oh yeah I just Facebook record I'm like wow Facebook that's probably the best thing you did for me all year so far <laughs> so you're starting off a good record now finally oh my goodness so I mean I know it sounds really funny to a lot of people so I made a big post about it because to me honestly quite frankly it was a big deal now a lot of people if you aren't in the social media space I 
communicate a different way. If you love basketball, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant call you up, like, yo, what's up? And you're like, humming, humming, humming. You're going to start stuttering a little bit, be a little starstruck. Now, yes, I know you're, I'm looking at you plain as day, you're an average human being, but to me, what your value is to me is why the reaction happened the way it did. So, of course, you, as always, post with a video. I had to, of course, do the same, but somehow went over the top and did a whole 20-minute special. If you want to find out more, youtube.com slash findtroy. It's under videos. Um, save you a trip, but it's there. And I really meant every word. It's very sincere. It looked like I was crying, but I wasn't. I just bucked my eyes when I get really excited. So if anyone else watches, like, why was he crying? I wasn't crying. It's okay. I cry. I cry. I cry with all kinds of stuff. I got no problem with that. So, I mean, it was just serendipity me. I was like, oh, man. It was like, hey, Ma, guess what? What? I made it. No, now I made it because I'm on your podcast, but I legitimately made it. It's like the reality when you're listening, you know, you're all, if you're listening to a podcast right now and Brian Fanzo, his wisdom and different topics that he talks daily or weekly to resonates with you. And over the years, you're like, you develop things, you grow, uh, you get skills, um, you utilize little intricate details that he has provided to you to grow you professionally, um, utilize things to help clients grow all those benefits that he takes his time and effort to put together when there's no one watching, there may be no one, you know, paying for ads or anything like that. He's just giving you the honest to God truth value there. And then one day you're like, this person I've been hearing in my head for all these years is real and he's following me. I know that sounds stupid, but it's, it's true. So of course I, I like had a little shriek moment in my life. She's just like, okay. Um, so is he like one of your other friends that you guys connect on Twitter all the time and tweet all the, all the time? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. I was like, don't speak I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's about right. Oh, let's, let's watch a video. So I'm, I'm bringing her up to speed on all your accomplishments. And I know you don't wear them on top of your sleeve, but they're there. Let's not right. Um, And I was just full circle. And I was like, girl, I made it. <laughs> well, so, and I, and I love this and, 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 I, and I really appreciate the kind words. I can tell you um, when you sent the post back, right? I hit the friend request. I closed the app. I uh, was just lounging around, right? Um, and then I saw the post. And, you know, I, I think this, this is a very interesting, you know, world we're living in now and not only connecting with people, but um, knowing that you can impact people, right? And I, and I said this in the video to you and it's something that it, it sticks to me really hard is that, you know, like I grew up, you know, my dad always instilled like, you don't burn bridges, relationships are everything, value everybody, respect others, you're never above anybody. Um, but, you know, that, but we also live in a world that's built on followers and likes. Uh, I make my living on a stage that is purposely elevated over the audience to, to show, you know, to show a difference of, and so there is kind of like sometimes a, a separation of there. And with what I do, what, you know, like, I mean, and this is, you know, putting this out for everyone that's out there, you know, in the content creation world and sharing your content, I'm a, I'm a Gary Vaynerchuk disciple and a, a Jay Bear disciple in all intents and purposes. Jay Bear wrote a book called Utility, which talked about, you know, how do you create content that is valuable, that turns into a utility for your audience. Uh, of course, Jab, 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 Right Hook, which is like the book that really kicked me into this world um, with, with Gary Vaynerchuk's talks about just giving, giving, and giving. And I have a really interesting business model, right? I, I create content and build a community of entrepreneurs and small business owners and those that are kind of millennial generation, you know, kind of doing some amazing things um, and, and those that are kind of bleeding edge change. Yet the way I monetize, the way I pay my bills um, is usually being uh, hired by big brands and agencies and businesses to hire me or doing some influencer work. Uh, so for me, there are, there's a constant cycle of is the content I'm creating worthwhile, right? And when I value what my success is, I, I believe this, I try to live it, that I don't, I don't equivalate value to money. I never have. That's not what uh, I don't consider success and money, but I do also, I'm not going to balk on the say on the fact that says that money is also something that's extremely important. That's how we pay bills. Like if we could all just, you know, build followers and create content and, um, you know, and, and pay our bills, I think that, well, it'd be a noisy world for that side, but there's an element for me and, and I was actually, it's, it's very, everything's serendipity over the last 24 hours since I sent you that. We had messages back and forth and then I was like, you know what, let's jump on Skype. And then I woke up this morning and I saw uh, Seth Godin, of course, Seth Godin, uh, you know, kind of the godfather of marketing. He has his email, his email blast. And I can tell you, I don't read a lot of his email blasts. Um, not that I disagree. Well, that's true. I do disagree a lot on some of the, his stance on things. Uh, sometimes I think it's kind of like, it's, it's great to say things, but you can't really action on that. But you know, it's, it's also healthy to know what's going on. And he had a quote today and I tweeted it out and something I wanted to kind of share here. And it also 
kind of ducktails into this. And I want to learn, learn a little bit about your story because we talked before we went on air for this podcast and, and I'm blown away. But what the quote that he put in his in the post, and this is the one I think everyone can uh, can listen to. And, and I'm curious, you know, those that are listening, take this in. And the quote simply said, Remor- remarkable work is usually accomplished accomplished by people who have non-typical priorities. Remarkable work is usually accomplished by people who have non-typical priorities. And the reason this really resonated to me is that, you know, in 2013, when I wanted to grow my personal brand and I was growing out to, uh, to build this community, I had so many people that said, okay, Brian, when are you launching a course? When are you launching? How are you monetizing your audience? And I kept saying, oh, man. I don't want to monetize an audience. I don't want to build a following. Like I love Twitter, but you know, I also believe that people can be on different platforms. And so I was like, I want to really grow a community that is about caring about others. And at the same point, I also want to, you know, make my headway and stand out, but I don't want to forget where I came from. And uh, you know, I remember where I was exactly in my house the day Gary Vaynerchuk replied to me and said he, he actually listened to something I created. Like I know where I was. Like I, I, I without question, uh, one of my heroes in the technology space, uh, Vala Asfar. I remember when he reached out to me and it's like Vala was like, "Hey Brian, let's get on a phone call." And I remember being like, "What? Like holy crap!" Right? And so not only do I I I understand where you were saying Troy, but also for those that are listening, like. I think it's great that we live in a world where we, we aren't as distant and our boundaries to connect with those that we look up to, those that we are inspired by, um, is not near as great as it used to be, right? And I'm, I'm a diehard Pittsburgh sports fan. I could never play uh, ice with Sidney Crosby or play catch a pass from uh, Big Ben. Uh, I actually played poker, and one of the things I loved about playing professional poker was that I did have the opportunity to sit at the same poker table as some of my heroes, the guys' books that I was reading. You know, I, Daniel Negreanu was my favorite poker player and I've sat at the same table with him three different times and I remember being blown away not only blown away humble but like wow this is amazing and in this digital marketing social media space the opportunity for us to connect is there I would go out on a limb to say a lot of people use their social equity um, incorrectly they you know they connect with you on LinkedIn they blast you hey this sell buy um, or they ask you a thousand questions they want all of your attention um, but I do believe in the power of serendipity and Troy you were trying talking about like you know it might sound silly and I don't I don't think it should sound silly anymore like I think in this world we're in now uh, it's not about the age you are it's not about how long your experience is it's about how you know good you are at change how good you are at consuming and I also think there's just an element of I mean I can tell you reading your message back before I send you that reply like I fist pumped, right? And I fist pumped and I did. And I was like, you know what? You know, Troy just gave me motivation to keep on pumping out content, right? Because there is a point where sometimes I'm like, man, should I keep doing this, right? Like I'm monetizing things this way. Uh, I know for a lot of people that are out there, it's extremely frustrating. And I'm, I'm very blessed where my brand is at the moment, right? I, I've said this a lot. Maybe I haven't highlighted a lot, but I've always been I have more respect for those that can create consistent content when they get three views or five views regularly, because that's a grind. That's, um, that's commitment to yourself. It's commitment to saying like, Hey, I know I got to put in the time and effort. Um, and I was there those days and I can tell you, I didn't really like putting out that content and I kept kind of pivoting around. And so for those that are doing it and, and kind of continue the grind, because for me, I get the downloads now. I have the, the visibility. I know I'm not on the Gary Vaynerchuk radar, but I, I am getting the thousands of downloads and the messages and, and, and things. But I, I think it's also important to realize like for me, there's also moments like last night where when you, I, I don't, we don't know each other. You live in Chicago. We've never met offline. Yes, we've tweeted back and forth a couple times. Um, we've connected through that vehicle. Uh, you know, we had a, a, I don't know, 50 mutual friends via Facebook whenever uh, it popped up. Um, but there, there is this element of, I don't believe anyone is too big to learn from others. I also believe that in the power of collaboration. Um, yesterday, uh, I got a, um, I, I got a message for the, about three months ago um, from a, a girl named uh, Bree Anderson. And interestingly enough, I met her on my road trip, which was very similar to the, the Lima one. But I met her in Wichita, and she she's told me I inspired her to go live on video. She started creating video content, and she's driven and fun. I watched a couple of her, con- her content was, uh, you know, messaging back and she kept saying she wanted to be um to help me and she wanted to, to be mentored by me and connect. And I, I've been not only overwhelmed, but I, I've been putting off a lot of those messages, but she's been super supportive, super connecting. So finally, like last week I was like, let's lock something in next week so we can talk. 
And so I had a great conversation with her yesterday. She's going to be helping doing some show notes stuff. She's big into SEO, SEM. But the reason I share that is she went the right way about building up rapport over a while and made the ask. And I still kind of put it off, right? Not saying that I was that I was busy, or you know, because busy is an, uh, an excuse. But in the, you know, I, it was just like, well, I don't have the time to mentor, and I'm a big believer in like things need to be mutually beneficial, or I will hate it. Like I don't like I don't like charity myself, and I you know, and I, I think we live in that world as well. But there's a bunch of different ways people can connect, and Troy, I love that you did a video on it. It's a 20 minute video. And, you know, I will will include the the video on the show notes here. But there's also a whole nother level to this, and so we jumped on the we jumped on here on Zoom before we went live on the podcast. And you've had three brain surgeries. Let me repeat that again for the listeners that are like, wait a second, three brain surgeries. You're 10 years younger than me, uh, 27-ish. And you've had some pivots in your career. We have a very uh, similar background in that we came in the technology space. Um, We understood marketing and social media, but it took us a little bit to kind of get our feet wet or understand where this works. Um, You're now a VP uh, uh, of an agency. You also are one that's kind of confident in uh, knowing what you kind of like to do at the moment, but also uh, want to be open to all possibilities, which I freaking love. And, uh, you know, part of what we were talking before, before we recorded this is I was like, I can't answer that. I don't want to talk about that yet because I want to get, I want to get on the podcast, which is it's just kind of weird, but I think you know me now uh, in, in this part that that's kind of how I work. But Troy, talk a little bit, you know, your story inspired me. But one of the first things I was thinking about was, you know, we connected because we have a lot of mutual same interests. Interests. We're speaking at the same event. You've recently gotten to speak in the last month or so. Um, you love the social media space, but you also have a really compelling story. And I know a lot of people, I have a couple of good friends that have beat cancer. I have a couple of good friends that have had some really, and they don't want to be defined by that, but they also realize that's a big part of your story. And so I think my first question to you was, holy crap, the brain surgery thing is just insane. Are you talking about that or how that works? So give people, so three brain surgeries, Give us a little bit about that. I want, I want to kind of add that context there. But I want to, I want to kind of give, give us your entire approach to life at the moment. Um, my approach to life is always thinking positive. The funny, crazy thing is I just spoke at Northwestern about my story for the first time for a keynote. And like I told you in the video, I listened um, <laughs> to one of your videos like six to eight times the week prior getting prepped, just look, looking at your delivery and how – even down to your body language. Like, I just like how hyped you are. Like some people would say like, you talk too fast. I'm like, that's me though. Right. I think people who have so many ideas, our brains move so fast. Our mouths are just trying their best <laughs> to keep up. So it's that's kind of how I emulated that. So let's go back a little bit. So again, before we even get started, until this hit happened, I was a normal person. I mean, I'm probably a little crazy, a little creative, but I was a, somewhat of a normal person. So the viewer, the audience out there listening, um, don't think I'm trying to monetize my disaster. No, no, not at all. Right. I thought the fact that, man, I can't be inspirational because so-and-so could do this. I always flip it. Um, I always say adapt. Um, in my speaking, I was like, I will adapt. Always do all possible things. That was my acronym like that. to push that out there because no matter what happens, you adapt. So let's say I now have two legs. I walk across the street. Cool, I did it. Unfortunately, let's say I lose one leg. If I hobbled across the street, I still got from A to B, right? I adapted all that was possible in that moment. So uh, 2015, I was with my fiance at the time. We were out to eat. And unfortunately, real quick, just got hit on the head with some dishware. Um, you would think nothing of it, you know, at the most, a concussion, right? Maybe a cut, nothing too crazy. That led through a whole shebang I won't really dive into. But fast forward to August of 2015, I had to have a brain search. And you're just like, what? What does that even mean? Um, basically, what happened is I discovered um, that I had a hydrocephalus. Um, that's basically when you make a lot of cerebral spinal fluid in your brain. Um, typically, I, the average person is making so much. I was making like two to four times that. Um, and I have pictures to show if we want to do that later. Um, and it's just like, wait, are you kidding me? So what does that mean? Um, basically, imagine someone pushing the top of your head constantly at all times. And when it gets worse, you're pushing harder and harder and harder. Um, imagine someone like squeezing your brain from the inside out, um, pushing you know, how you have a sinus headache and you feel the pressure on your eyes. Imagine someone's pushing your eyes where it'll actually cause your eyes to go blurry, um, that you may have uh, dizzy spells or blackouts, or you might be very forgetful. All these things just kind of hit me 
while I was trying to run marketing for an international contract manufacturer. And I'm a workaholic, so I'm still putting in that 80 hour plus work week every time. Um, but that was my new reality. And I either had to just like, all right, well, I'm done or do something about it. So I had my first surgery. Um, the crazy thing was while all that was going on, I wasn't supposed to get married. So the, the reality now is, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Is it going to be okay? Um, people are telling my fiance, you know, like, Hey, you know, maybe you didn't sign up for this, you know, and sickness and in health means maybe 40 years. That could be like the first day you get married and then poof, something right. happens. Um, so I got past that um, two months exactly from August 24th to October 24th. Two months exactly, I got married. You know, I was there. Um, and it's funny, you know, you have people in the background like, is he okay? You know, <laughs> of course. On? Different. But we got married. We did our thing. And it was cool. Life was perfect. It was like a, a happy after after, right? Crash. Wrong. Uh, fast forward the following summer, um, it got worse. It got so much worse that I had to go in and have a second brand surgery. And basically what that happened then, they had to put a shunt in my head. Um, basically, if you don't know what a shunt is, it's kind of a regulator for my spinal fluid. Think of it as a sub pump. It goes up to a certain point. Once it hits that threshold, the thing turns on to kind of douse it down the drain, and then it will go down my uh, body to my abdomen and go from there, which was a good solution. You know, I managed to get back on my feet. The reality with that one, I was the worst. I mean, the worst pain when I woke up of my life. Mm. Oh, my God. Even now, I can, if I think about it hard enough, I can feel the pain. Um, if you ever wake up and you don't know who you are, but you know who you are now, unless you never had that happen, you won't even understand what I'm trying to say. Right. But that was my reality when I woke up. So they thought I was playing. So they put me back under. Um, and I came, I finally came to, um, and that's where it was. Um, but when the anesthesia wore off, all hell broke loose. Um, they had to give me all these shots of morphine, different narcotics and things like that to try to, somehow stop the pain uh even had to strap my arms down to keep me from jiggling so much because it was a lot to process this isn't your arm your leg again this is this is me brain. This is who troy is you know so there's always that fear of what if there's a mistake or a mishap um but again i got through it still at the same job still i kid you not like two days later i had and again that at the time i had a really bulky laptop work mm -hmm. laptop and i'm just typing away sending emails tweeting like what are you doing? Oh, I'm just tweeting, you know? And they're like, no, you need to rest. I'm like, no, I need to see if my brain can still do what I want to do because I love to do this. I'm no good to nobody if I don't know where my, my limits are. Right. Where, where am I able to do right now? So I'm doing good. We're great. December of that year, a little bit after Christmas, I'm feeling really funny. Like the sun man right funny. Um, and then boom, a whole shot of pain hit me like like a blast of light. It was just amazing. Just the turmoil of that pain was horrific. Um, and I ended up going to the, my neurosurgeon again, and they did an MRI. Um, and they was like, yeah, unfortunately, we know where your pain is causing. The shunt, there was a piece um, that there was some issues there. So then I had to do another surgery to get all that uh, repaired and call it a day. Um, and knowing 2017 would be the year that changed my life forever. Um, had a brain surgery in January. I went to another job in February. All in good faith, done it the right way. Don't burn any bridges. I left everything behind. Hey, if you guys knew for the next six months to fill in for the, just contact me. I've done everything the right way to move to this next position that I felt was in line to what I wanted. Unfortunately, when you go to different companies and you get to leadership roles, you have to be careful because you may have an idea that may be right, but it's not your company. Too many people get the head, the mindset of, oh, I'm a, I'm a top dog in the company, but you're not the owner. You're not the one who built it from the ground up. You have to respect and in so many ways counsel your leaders. Now, if they're pivoting and they don't want to go in the same direction that you think is to go, you just got to wait your turn because they're providing you the salary to sustain you and your family and whatever else. Just be, let's be real for a minute. So that led me down a road of many people didn't want me. I had different jobs, odd jobs kind of the same leadership level position, if you will. Um, and I'll be pretty transparent because, you know, you're pretty transparent on the show. Right. Um, a lot of the reasons why it didn't work out. And this, again, this is not to put anyone down. Things just don't happen. That's just how it is. Um, I'm young. I admit that. I'm a millennial. Right. I'm African-American. Maybe you couldn't tell from the, the audio, but I am, I am black. 
really on mocha, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and I'm an idealist, not that to a point where, you know, it's me or the highway. It's just, I'm always creating. I'm always trying to think if we're always doing it that way, why can't we do something a little bit, just a little change to make things happen more efficiently or be more cost effective. Um, and that was the, the thing I had to keep dealing with. And that's what I was talking about at Northwestern, how to handle rejection. Many people want to be entrepreneurs. They want to have the title. They want to have the publicity. They want to have the views, the following, but it's a sacrifice to get there. Oh yeah. There's no quick way to get there. There's no, you can't read a million self-help books. You can't watch an, a million how-to videos and just think you have the cure or the, the secret recipe to do it. And you could follow top leaders in the industry to the letter. And guess what? It still may not work out for you. For sure. That doesn't mean that you're a failure. That doesn't mean that your ideals won't come to fruition. It just means this moment is not your time. Something in the recipe is not mixing. It's not gelling. So for me, it was finding the right spot. But along the way, I was able to pick up little nuances and keep going. Now you're like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, entrepreneurs are sexy because, you know, they're always on the camera. Did you ever think for a minute that as an entrepreneur, they have to always be on camera to always keep business coming in and showing, hey, I'm always present. I'm always aware. It's not like an ego trip. It's yep. a reality that you have to do. Many times people are, today is probably the most social heavy day I've done my whole career i've had five live streams today wow send me the thing i'm like oh let's add another one and i got one more um tonight i'm rolling i'm rolling but i'm feeling good feeling good i'm going to ask you later how do you manage your throat after talking for so many hours that's the thing that's the secret i'm looking for (laughs) but to wrap this all up you know i worked three jobs two times i have no pride i knew you know we get to a point where we apply for so many jobs and then the formality no one's biting, no one's biting. Well, you gotta do something. Yep. So I worked at Amazon, I worked at FedEx, I worked for nonprofits, I did freelancing on the side. Thankfully, you know, people who are in the marketing world who's creative or any any craft, if you have enough skill set, you can still do freelance on your own while you're looking for your dream job or your dream gig. For Don't sure. think it's just over. Um, so I did all that and somehow, you know, I gave I didn't give up. It was like, okay, I'm in December. That's it. You know, it's Christmas time, let's just keep working, call it a day. I gotta First time in my whole life, I ever got a message on LinkedIn that said, hey, we want to look into you and hire you for a job. Now a recruiter, an actual company, I didn't know, submitting no resumes, no anything. They just was watching me and they brought up little things and videos and things that I would say and mannerisms that the only way you would know those things if you watched my content very closely. Two days later, I had the job. I mean, Mm -hmm. I didn't do anything. Uh, The conversation was right to the point and here we are. And now everything's kind of blown up. You know, you get a title, you know, people like I haven't heard from you for a few years, and you're like, boom. Yeah. Sure. Where'd you? Where'd you? How'd you get here? What did you do? I just kept being resilient. I just kept being me, and just doing all things that were possible for me to do at that time. Now, I want to unpack that for a second because, like, I mean, the fact you said 2017 changed your life. That was your third brain surgery. Like, I mean, like, literally, your life had changed. And for those that are listening, like, not only is this, you know, like, we live in a world that we're often presented excuses. We're often presented. Uh, you know, th- I would say variables in our life often presented things that sometimes we can control, sometimes we can't, like the fact that you're in a restaurant and someone drops dishware on your head. Um, the fact that that led to your first brain surgery still just blows my mind. And oftentimes we usually, it blows your mind, right? We're, we're using puns without even realizing that. Um, but, the, but there's often, we're, there's often, we have every, everyone has plenty of opportunities to use a variable that comes in their life as an excuse. I would argue brain surgery might be a valid one in the scale of that. Um, I've had three knee surgeries, which were in high school. I will no longer be talking about those from like a scale of surgeries. You've had three brain surgeries. That's not, these aren't even like, we're, we're on different extremes here. But I also thought it was interesting because you, you talked about the brain surgery side of the house that led into your journey to getting your job. And I think the interesting piece there is your resiliency, right? Like you're not only uh, rejection wasn't scaring you, your willingness to kind of continue to press on. But there's also an element here in, um, we talked a little bit about this, is that you have always had a calm approach to things because that's, you know, not only is that just who you were, but it's also extremely important with the, the spinal fluid and, and the things that you have to regulate now yourself. When you think about your resiliency, your ability to uh, not, be, not be shut down by rejection, right? Like, and and, I, and I, I mean, I worked at UPI. I got out of college, couldn't get a job anywhere. 
I worked at UPS, got the UPS job, was crushing that. Uh, you know, and like, it's like, and like for me, then I was like, well, I still wasn't getting a job in IT. So then I had to, I had to take like over half my pay cut to go back and get in the IT space. Uh, and I've had plenty of that side. But like, if you were to look at your, you're 27 years old, married, three brain surgeries. Uh, you have a job that you really like now that kind of, you know, allowed that was the result of all of this. Where do you look at your calm nature and your ability to not fall victim of the brain surgeries? Where, is that, is, was that your upbringing? Is that um, based on some things? Like, I would love to hear that piece because I think for so many people out there, I mean, I, I'm, I'm included. I'm not sure how I, how, how I individually would handle that, the brain surgery side of the house. You know, I've always believed that I will never settle for failure. And that's why failure doesn't scare me because I'm going to never settle for it. But at the same time, I don't know if I calculate brain surgery in there. So where does the, where does the resiliency calm come from in your life? Oh, I don't know if y'all are ready for this one. No, just play. <laughs> uh, so some people who know me personally for growing up would say it was from when I was born. Now, plot twist. Um, I was born two pounds, two ounces, and three months premature. Oh. Um, three days after my birth, I had to get uh, surgeries because uh, I was having uh, weakened bowels, uh, bowels went back into my stomach. Um, Basically, I was, I weighed as much as two packs of bacon, four dimes and two pennies, and a golf ball. Oh, really? That's how much I weighed. And then I was an incubator for three months, just fighting for survival. Now, the sad thing is, I wasn't developed enough. Someone or a robot um, uh, contraption had to tap my foot to tell, send a signal to my brain to keep my heart from, to, to keep beating. Wow. Uh, so someone would say, you were just doing that from birth. And surprise, I survived. Um, fast forward even further, 1999, I lost my birth mom. Uh, I was I just, on Valentine's Day of all days, um, we were in the car, she passed from congestive heart failure. Um, I was in the car. I heard, in some words, her last few heartbeats, I was sitting on her lap when it happened, we got to the hospital, da 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 da. Now, you're saying, and it's like, wow, that's heavy. Wow, that's heavy. And you're this age, you're this age. Surprise, I'm black and you know, racism is still a thing. So that's that's there too. Um, being a young millennial in this age where either you have older people who judge you just because you have more ambition or younger people who think they can't humble themselves to learn anything and think you're almost obsolete already. I'm only 27 years old. All these things play a part in who Troy was and who Troy is now. Um, as I always say, think the bigger picture. You cannot go wrong with thinking bigger picture and being objective. Obviously, I lost my mother. Um, that was a, tra a traumatic thing. Fortunately for me, I didn't have, you know, PTSD. I didn't have a mental breakdown, um, no therapy. That doesn't mean that those things aren't relevant or necessary for other people in such situations, obviously. Um, fortunately for me, um, you know, we all have our thing, whether you believe in Jesus or you got to do yo uh, yoga every day or you got to do Brian Fonzo's podcast every day, whatever gets you going to just right. continue on. I always say this, I don't care how bad the day is, and I spoke on this two weeks ago. Um, if you guys listen to this podcast, guess what? You're alive and you're breathing and you have Wi-Fi. So congratulations, <laughs> not as bad as, you know, a great percentage of other people in the world who are fighting for their lives every day. You know, we look at, we focus, like for example, we get a paper cut, right? I don't care if you had anything else going on in your life, that paper cut for as small and insignificant as it is, stops everything in your tracks and you're just like oh my god you step on a lego in the middle of the night don't tell me you don't grab your foot and your whole attention is on that initial pain now is that a lot compared to getting hit in the face getting hit by a car no but we focus on things that's an obstacle to us right away without thinking the bigger picture of okay that's wrong but what else is going on right right now we are human beings of many facets some of us are you're a father you're a son you're an uncle you're a cousin you're a speaker you're a marketer, you're a social media person, you watch Netflix, you know, da-da-da-da. You're working all these different facets of who you are. If you're having an issue with a relationship, but if your kid's okay, guess what? At least your kids are fine. Not everything is wrong at once because something went wrong in that moment. Yep. And I always say, okay, is it temporary or is it permanent? Guess what? Losing my mom was permanent. Guess what? Being born a little bit darker than other people was permanent. Guess what? Having hydrocephalus, apparently there's no cure, it's permanent but I'm still alive. I'm not dead. I can still move my arms and my legs. I can still work. I can still do what I love. So if I keep being objective, I can focus and yet applies to business. 
If you want to be an entrepreneur, then do it. Stop telling everybody you want to do it, then freaking do it already. So I, I, mean, I love that. And I mean, like, talking about extremes, we can relate on a couple bunch of things, but like I was the opposite. I was like nine pounds, 16 ounces. <laughs> like my poor mom, like I, I, I was like the big baby. Um, but wow, I mean like, so I, not only, I mean like that journey, I love that piece of it. But I also think, you know, in this space that we're in, like, I mean, <laughs> you look at things and life and opportunities, right? And I'm a big believer in setting yourself up for success while keeping your eyes open for opportunities, seizing whatever the hell is out there, uh, leaning into what works, uh, knowing that sometimes or oftentimes whatever happens uh, will more often than not probably not work or will be overwhelming. And for you, I mean, like, I mean, from birth to losing your mother to, you know, this, this journey and a lot of that, not all, not a lot of it, all of it is outside of your individual control of you doing something. Right. And I think, man, that is inspiring as hell. And I can tell you, like, this is the power, right? This is the power of the world we live in, right? The two of us hadn't had a, had a, you know, a phone call, you know, anything other than tweets back and forth prior to yesterday. And thanks to Facebook friend request, uh, and then kind of going back and forth yesterday uh, and being fully engaged. And I can tell you a lot of people in your shoes yesterday, and, and I'm not saying that big versus small or people will, would have, would get that opportunity, would get, would get somebody in their life to reach out or connect. And they might not seize it or they might want to be like, well, I want to act as though I'm a big deal or I want to present this in a way that doesn't look like I'm, and I can tell you, I, I've been in that shoes as well, right? And there's an element of, and, and this was last episode where I got really into self-awareness, vulnerabilities, and our innate ability to relate with people. Like, not only did you inspire me by your way of connecting and giving and telling me the kind words that you, that you shared about, you know, my impact on your journey and the con through content, but now that I'm getting to know you, you're an inspiration for me on perseverance and pushing through. And every time when someone tells me those young generate, those young millennials in their twenties, they're lazy. They stay, they, they want to sleep on their couch. They're not willing to get fight for what's right. And they're looking for any excuse to just become Instagram famous. I'm like, hold on a second. Do you know, Troy, no, I, I know you probably don't know Troy. I want to make sure you know Troy, right? And I think for everyone that's out there that's listening to this, this is the world we live in, right? There are people that can inspire us, that can find, that are doing amazing things. And it's so sad to me. And this is the, man, this is the whole premise of my book. This is the whole premise of Press the Damn Button is I believe everyone has a story to tell. I believe we all, and right now we have way too many people telling bad stories and fake news and people faking it to them making it. But the world full of great stories is coming and transparency and sharing vulnerabilities and telling our journey is, is out there and it's possible. And you're a perfect example. You're an inspiration. I'm excited. I want to, I want to be able to help um, in the, in the speaking journey, help on the business side. Um, this is just the start of us kind of collaborating. Cause you know, for me, these are, you know, hey, the world works in funny ways. I don't care what God you work at. I don't, I don't, I don't even have to call it karma. I believe, you know, things happen at the right time. Uh, same thing happened with my girlfriend recently. The same happened uh, with the podcast that I co-host with Amy Landino. We spent five years telling each other we wanted to collaborate and we finally did it. And it was the right time for both of our businesses. And so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do some more of this. And for those that are listening, like there's so many possibilities. There's so many opportunities here, but you're, you're a listener to a lot of my content. You had connected with me. Um, I, I would love to kind of wrap this show up and give you a couple uh, minutes to ask me any questions you would love to ask me, right? Like, Hey, I, and you know, this is something that I, you know, and it's not saying, you know, what questions you have for me. It's what can, what can I answer for you? Right? Like I really do um, kind of believe in this and I'm kind of putting you on the spot for those that don't know. Like we talked, we talked before the podcast recording, uh, but I didn't tell him I was going to do this at the end, but I, 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 this is actually something that I would love to incorporate in more episodes because the, you know, a lot of this is you don't know what you don't know. And I don't know, I don't often know who I'm impacting, even though I'm telling people tweet me and, and share the links out. All right. And I, I really work hard, man. Is it, is it inspiring knowing that like you said, you're an African dude and 27 years old, living in, in Chicago, working kind of in a different space that came into this space that's had three brain surgeries and to find out that not only have you connected with my content, but I've made an impact as small or as big as that may be. Damn, is that motivating for me? That'll, that'll be my fuel for content creation. So my return to you on, on, on that is throw, throw me, throw me some questions. I'm happy to answer them. And, uh, and then we'll kind of, we'll wrap this show up for, for moving forward. So what, what's something you would love, you know, a couple of them I would I'd love to answer. Red or blue? Red or blue? Ooh, um, blue. Okay. I would have picked red, but it's all good. We're okay. Still we're still friends. 
Um, why me? I know the accept, you know, we accepted on Facebook. Was it the, the post that just, well, we, the post led that to the video, but I mean, what made you think, hey, let's just get on this thing and make it happen on Zoom? <laughs> that's funny. So that's a good one. And, and this kind of goes back to- And if you don't uh, mind, I'll add, I'll add to that. Cause again, I've been a, a listener, a viewer for God knows how long. And it's like, well, if someone like him would ever ask me to, to do this, would I do it? A, heck yeah, I would. It's freaking Brian <laughs> Franzo. So, um, and then B, it's just, again, I see you as a human, but it's like, I know a lot of other people would do the same thing. I can't, I, I can't only imagine how many DMs you get on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, basically saying, hey, be on my podcast. Hey, be on my video, be a guest speaker here. Um, that may be paid, that may be not as lucrative for you or kind of shortchange you a little bit, but you spending the little time with little me, what compelled you to do that? Well, that's a good one. Um, and so that kind of goes back to that Seth Godin quote that we started out with, right? right? Remarkable work usually is accomplished by people who have non-typical priorities. Um, one of my priorities is, is to always put myself in the shoes of where I was before and my desire to be heard by those that I was looking up to. Um, it's what inspires me to speak. And when I speak at an event, I go and sit in the front row and watch other speakers speak. I don't fly in the same, you know, I spend a day at the event because I remember being in that, being in events and Jay Bear sat in the front row at an event at Social Fresh in 2013. And I remember thinking, you know what? When Brian Fanzo makes it, I'm going to be like Jay Bear. And I think we oftentimes say that. It's a whole other thing to live it, right? And, and I hate the excuse of being busy. And I got through a really bad journey in 2016, 2017 of saying yes to everything, right? Because I wanted to be there for everyone. Um, and everyone told me, you'd be better at saying no. And I had tried to say no to everything. And I felt... Um, I felt like there was a hole and it's part of the reason why I've never outsourced my social media myself as everyone would assume like every single tweet that's ever been, that's been sent out of that account is happened from me. Every single one, there's not one been one reply ever by someone else. And part of that is because that, that non-typical priorities, like one of the priorities that I have always put in my life was the importance of community and the believing that community is not, built by one person being a leader, but it's about people coming together that share a common purpose and share common passions, right? And it doesn't matter who's been there longer, who's been there more, age, race, that's never bothered me. And so to answer that question, one of the things that I kind of made a resolution to myself in 2019 was the no, saying no to everything wasn't working. It was, I was feeling disconnected. I was feeling um, like I was doing a disservice to what I really wanted to do. But what I kind of realized was I wanted to prioritize my yeses and not to, to, the, to the point there is I wanted, to have, I wanted to open myself up to say that if a moment feels right or something just connects, why not do it, right? And, and I think, you know, to that, it's the same, actually, Bree asked me something very similar yesterday, was like, well, why, you know, how many asks do you get? And there's an element of, you know, good people. I can also tell you, I did a little bit of my research, right? I went, before I even friend requested you, I saw who your mutual friends were, right? I clicked on your profile, your profile things. I'm like, oh yeah, we are connected on Twitter already, right? I do a little bit of that level. But there's also an element of when things align and, and things, make, things feel right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into what feels right always. And I mean, part, I couldn't sleep last night. Part of the reason I couldn't sleep last night was part of me you know, it's a little bit of remembering that, you know, we all put our pants on the same way and we all in, and I, I look at social media as the greatest equalizer ever because I, it is an element for us to connect. Right. And so part of the reason that I originally connected and then I said, Hey, let's go Skype call. And then I said, screw that. Let's bring him on the podcast. You know, part of that is an element for me saying, you know what, like four years from now, two years from now, Troy's going to get a message or he's going to get a friend request or something's going to happen. And there's going to be someone on that side that is going to be begging for your time that is going to be looking at that opportunity. And you know what? I, I believe you're going to give them that opportunity. You're going to have more of a reason to give them because of this, right? And I have plenty of people in my world that had connected with me before I earned it, before I thought I was worth a second of their time. And not only did they connect, but they kind of stayed connected. And it's a little bit of paying that forward, right? And I'm not a big believer. I actually not a big believer. I, I despise the world that says, if someone has this many followers, I'll reply to them. If someone has this big of an audience, I'll have them on as a guest. 
I truly believe in story. I believe in great people. Um, I don't believe in someone's um, total influence to prioritize my tasks or my, my validation of time. And I think this goes back to that bigger thing. Like when I look at success, when I look at what I love to do, my non-typical priorities, I spend so much time listening. I mean, I listen to 12 podcasts a week just about. Um, I consume a crap load of content. I watch more Instagram stories than I would ever want to admit <laughs> publicly. But part of the reason that is, is that those are my priorities to not only stay in the know, but to show I care about others. And I'm also, an, I understand that how I've got to where I've got now is because there's been great people that have given me opportunities. I've seized moments and that's kind of where we're living, right? And so that's, that's kind of the, the bigger, longer the term answer. But there's also an element of you, your compliment back of saying like, hey, you've impacted me and I can't believe this. And, you know, here's a link to the video that, you know, that I loved watching, you know, and I'm talking to my wife about you. And, you know, and there's, there's a bigger people that are like, that would reply to that, thanks dude, glad we're connected, right? Or even from a standpoint, I can tell you, um, you know, I had one or two people, I'm going to not use their names, that had messaged me privately over the last 24 hours, not about you, but as just as a whole, and kind of giving me like that unsolicited advice, and they don't listen to this podcast, they don't listen to anything I create, but they love to give me unsolicited advice uh, because they're in the industry, um, that was like, well, Brian, remember, like, as you build your more fans, there is an importance of distancing yourself from people because that's kind of how um, fame works. Uh, for those that listened to a, a, a couple of my rants recently, I completely disagree with that, right? And Dax Shepard, who hosts a podcast that I absolutely love called The Armchair Expert, he's really stressing on the idea that fame doesn't need to require us to be isolated. And those that understand its value today prevent themselves from being isolated by humanizing themselves and being part of, of great communities. And you know, there is also an element of like some of the people that you're connected with are people that I look up to that, that, you know, the Brie Palmers of the world, there are plenty of people that are just great humans, right? And if, if those people validate, if those people are connected, that's how it works. And there's also, this is crazy. There's also an element that spending this time that we spend together, if I can help you, you know, be more excited, more motivated, even get you over one bad hump. I mean, I had no idea with your background. I mean, how cool is it in the world we live in today that if we give people just a little bit of time, it, the impact is, 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 you know, unknown. And so that's, that's the reason it happened. Not only am I glad I sent you the video reply back, but then like, I'm so glad we kind of turned that into what we did. Uh, and, and, you know, literally within 20, less than 24 hours, we went from connecting to sharing to Facebook Messenger to, hey, come on here. And to me, this is what life is all about. That's the power of social media, is it not? I it is. It is, without question. It's crazy. It's like teleportation. Yep. Without teleportation. Um, for me, I mean, I always say I'm a day one expert. Facebook algorithm can change and kill everyone's marketing strategy to get new leads for their companies or their clients, and now you got to do it all over again. Number one, if you want to be in this industry or really anything, but particularly in digital that is constantly changing and evolving, if you're not staying up to date, I mean, again, you don't have to be a deep reader, but read something. For you don't sure. Have to be a great listener, but listen to something. Hopefully, this podcast every week. Um, <laughs> constantly evolving yourself and re respecting the, the level that people perceive you as an expert for this, this day, because Correct. you cannot be an expert tomorrow. Yeah. Everything can go wrong. Vine can crash, right? It was done. Your cat gone. I mean, yep. people have put all their eggs in one basket. That doesn't mean stay true to maybe the platform that made you that you found natural, but it doesn't mean not monopolize yourself to be more adaptable just in case things fall apart. Maybe your audience is drying up on this end. Maybe well, I mean, a perfect example of that for I me mean, catch off on that. Like, no so, so Brie yesterday, you know, like she had reached out to me and she had done her. And just to put this in perspective, she reached out to me. I was like, yeah, this would be cool. But then it didn't happen. We had met in person. She then sent me a whole list of research on my website of things that were, were SEO and SEM um, warnings and things that she just wanted to make sure I was aware of. Right. You want to, you want to get on someone's radar, freaking provide so much value that they like, I was just like, I looked at that now and to, to wrap this into your point, like I've done Google AdWords and SEO because I watched a YouTube video. Just because I could consume it and learn it does not mean I should be doing it. I, without question, not an expert. I've never talked about being an expert there, but it's something, you know, I've run my own WordPress site. I've, I've been just yesterday, just yesterday evening, giving her the keys to my WordPress, giving her keys to Google AdWords. She's like, well, you realize you're not, you don't have any negative uh, keywords on your account. And I'm like, 
nope, I don't. I'm not even sure what that was. I hadn't spent any time there. And within minutes, she was providing value, right? And so like the, in the world we're living in today, not only should we be open to learn from all different directions, up, down. I, I talk about my, my nine-year-old teaches me things every freaking day. But there's also an element to this idea of saying, not only can we learn from each other, but you never know where you can learn from. So like, that's also an element here where I'm like, man, hey, let's connect. If I make an impact on you, what can I learn from him? And how can this, can I, how can this work? So um, I love that you brought that out. I love that you kind of tie this into that because it's a, it's a big piece for me. It's a big piece for me doing this show. Um, even as I push the show forward, I have a big changes coming for this podcast uh, once episode 100 happens. So we only have one more episode. Um, but I think ultimately... The, you know, this is, is, the, is the greater foundation of what we're doing is just because you can learn it doesn't mean you should be doing it. And just because you're currently doing it, you're not, you're, you don't need anyone else's help at the moment doesn't mean that someone else can't come in there and help you out and, you know, prioritize what you're doing. And, and I'm very thankful for Bria. I'm thankful that we're able to have this conversation. And, and this is how, you know, this is how we change. I will say this, you know, many people, especially now, they're, I'm an influencer now. For me, and again, I've only been in this space probably five to six years legitimately serious in it. And I feel that term, there's nothing wrong with the term, it's how people present it and use it. For me, an influencer, the community bestows that to you because of your ambition, your drive, your uniqueness in the space, not because of however many vanity metrics that you've applied where you bought a million followers before you went to the account live. We all can tell because they're all from a specific country and none of them has any accounts. Okay, no one's gonna know about that. Um, what I like about you is I can go back to when you first started till now. You've evolved, said in my video, you've evolved, but you've been the same. Right. You've been real, you've been transparent. And that's not easy to do in the public eye when let's say, you know, things don't work out with a relationship. Right. Um, you have another child, um, like me, you have a health scare. You know, you could, my reality is I could die. Not once. Right. Not twice, <laughs> but three times. But guess what? The reality of all that is, guess what? Anytime that you walk up, wake up in the morning and walk outside, not to put anyone in paranoid city, you can get by a car and die. Yep. So people who are in perfect health and people who I can live to be 95. I right. can get off this phone, this whole thing and die tomorrow. God forbid. But you get my point. It's just yep. being productive and looking at it from you. You're so consistent. And that's not easy. That is not easy to be consistent, no matter rain or shine, whatever, three people or 10 people. I can't imagine if you started off, you know, speaking in smaller venues that maybe only five people should. But you're like, hey, I'm gonna make a live stream out of it. No one's gonna know it was <laughs> that many people because I'm trying to convert and do that value. And again, Brian Fanzo is relatable. He's, he already knew of him before we are having this interaction. Right. I already knew how real and how trust. Now, sure, I don't know the intimate details of the stories, no. Right. But I know enough to know that's a person I want to follow, not just because of the brand that you've created, but who you are as a human being. I'm going to follow that person because if Twitter literally cleared everybody's followers out and we start, we start from zero um, going forward in 2019 and 2020, who are the people who are going to still be themselves yep. and still captivate audiences? If you can't do that, don't come bragging like you're an influencer. Well, you know, that question. <laughs> and that's an epidemic. Yeah, that's an epidemic right now, right? And I think, and, and I appreciate those kind words. And for me, you know, I was very blessed. I have great parents that um, not only instilled that value in me, but as my dad became more successful, I believe my dad spent more time being grounded. He coached every sports team that I ever had. And yes, the money that we had allowed him an opportunity to spend more of those times and things, do the things that we were able to do. But, uh, you know, and I, and I, and I can tell you, it's, it's some, it is sometimes difficult. And, I, and there's also a lot of people that on their way up, they like to step on throats and heads to, 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 to make that climb. Or, you know, just because you can put influencer or speaker uh, in your bio or you can buy followers, you know, that, that truly isn't really your impact. And I, and I would argue, you know, for me, influence is about trust. Influence is about being able to inspire someone to take an action based on either what I say, what I do, how all these things work. And I think for the world we're in now and where we're moving forward, as consumers, as we demand more transparency, as we respond to more authenticity, we are gonna we are gonna expose that world. And for these people that just built, you know, put an influencer, bought followers, um, I've been faking it till they make it, or people that stepped on other people's heads to get where they got, um, they're gonna fall away. So part of my part, of, you know, to kind of bring that 
part of the reason I've stayed the way that I have um, throughout this time is that, you know, there are ups and downs and I have, you know, tested things and not tested things, but it's truly just as like a fundamental belief that good people are what's going to build all of this around. And, and right now social media exposes way too much bad and exposes, but here's the thing, the bad's been there the whole time. All of this crap has lived forever. The racism, the, the sexism, the molestation. I watched the Neverland uh, Michael Jackson documentary. All of this has been in full existence. We just haven't had a vehicle that gave us a voice and gave us transparency to expose it. Now our job is expose it, identify it, figure out how we move forward. But at the same time, when we are moving forward, let's start rewarding the good people that, ha that are doing the good things along the way. And Troy, um, you're a good dude, man. I... I I, I'm so glad that we made this happen. I'm glad we brought you on the podcast. Um, you know, th this is what I love to do. And it, it is my non-typical priority that I, I'm always trying my best to stay engaged, to, to not be bigger than, my, than I am. And, and honestly, you know, I, and actually, I'll, I'll kind of wrap this with a Gary Vee quote. And I remember Gary Vee, uh, you know, and, and sometimes people look at Gary Vee as a giant name and a giant dude. And he would always say, like, I remember he said this two years ago. He's like, he's like I'm still a big name in a small fishbowl. And he's like, until my friend's, my friend's mom knows who I am or Oprah is spouting my name, I'm still a small person in a big fishbowl, right? And, and I would even argue like, you know, Gary has done things with sports and all the things he's doing right now. And he was on the Apple show with, with Gwen Stefani and, um, you know, people on that side of the house. But there is an element too of like, what the hell do you want to become? And what, like, what does success look for you? And, and for me, if I can grow my business and I can spend more time with my kids and spend more time having and discovering great stories like yourself, that to me is where my success is. And man, this is a perfect example. So I, I truly appreciate you being on here. Uh, you're at find Troy. I'll put your link in the, uh, yeah, in the show note. Yeah, yeah, find Troy everywhere. Um, for you. Yep. You answer in two seconds. I know yep. you, and I got a quote for you too. So okay. my question, um, do you love it? what you do less the same or more than when you first jumped on the journey? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I love it more today. There was a time, um, I would say like 2010 to 2013, I was overwhelmed and did not really enjoy it that much. Um, I then got to a, a discover in 2013, my desire to be myself online and I found I got reinvigorated by what this world was. Um, I spent 2016, 2017, uh, 2017, 2018, um, a little disgusted by my industry, some of my peers, a little frustrated by what was being rewarded. Um, and I had to have kind of a, a self-awareness journey and to ask myself, how do I want to make this all happen? And I can tell you the thing about right now, the thing about you know, I've gone through a divorce. I've been going, I, I've had a wild roller coaster the last three years, but for the last, I'd probably say year without question, I wake up happy and I go to bed happy. And a lot of it has to do with my kids. A lot of it has to do with the work that I'm able to do. Um, and that's, that's, that's the goal. And I, and I, and I, and I think as I push forward in that, I'm going to continue to love it because I've now the, the, the piece that's been the most important for me is I always said I, I wanted to be myself, but it wasn't until three years ago that I started to be self-aware. And after becoming self-aware, I actually know who I am now. Like I legitimately know what I'm good at, what I'm bad at, what my habits are, and I'm unapologetic about it. That, that has given me the conviction to love this space, to love what we're doing. Uh, and a little bit of it is this. I mean, like this will give me a shot in the arm for months and you know what i'm blessed because it's going to happen again because that's what this world is all about right now and i'm gonna connect with more good people i'm gonna have more of these type of things um but i yeah i freaking love what i do i love my opportunities and if i can use my little my little audience my my little vehicles that i have I've built to make an impact on others um i'm a lucky guy whenever you're in doubt you think of your little audience it was always that one follower out of the thousands of followers that came out of college didn't know where the heck he wanted to go and became a vice president because of your effort and your sacrifice. So my quote, real Appreciate quick, resilience is accepting your new reality, even if it's less good than the one you had before. You can fight it, you can do nothing but scream about what you've lost, or you can accept that and try to put together something that's good. That's from Elizabeth Edwards. Mic drop, find Troy on the socials, connect with him, my friends. Thank you so much for this. 
it will be, it, it'll be, this will be something that will be locked out there for a long time. Till next time, my friends, remember, show you care. Go above and beyond to let people know in your life, content creators, whoever they are, that you care about them. Uh, you, you'll be amazed how much, how far that goes in life. And uh, this is a perfect example. And you'll never know where it leads. It could put you on a podcast. Uh, Till next time, my friends, make it a good one. Cheers. All right, and as you guys know, I couldn't do this show without our sponsor. And for this episode, I've actually teamed up with Alibaba, and Alibaba is doing their daily deal uh, along with their March Expo this month. And uh, most of you know I'm a ma massive gadget FOMO geek, and they have some really cool gear uh, that's available. One of the things that jumped out at me was a wireless charger for my vehicle that I can put in my brand new Jeep Wrangler, um, which I think is really cool. They got tons of great things, and I love it because you can buy in bulk for your clients. So for me, I bought a I bought a, a nice big package of these that I can give out uh, to those not only events that I'm at, but those that are also fellow geeks. So uh, check them out. There is a link here in the bio in the uh, bio of this episode, and uh, go ahead and check out uh, Alibaba March Expo. The hashtag Alibaba March Expo, and you'll see uh, lots of great deals, lots of things going out there. And I was excited to team up with them on this project as well as a couple other things coming forward. So thank you to Alibaba. Thank you to listening to this episode of FOMO Fan.